Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. 
That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Obviously, you're doing something a little different today. You might hear a little background noise. We're recording live with my guy, David Shans. What's up, brother? I'm good. Thanks Good. for doing this, man. I've been looking forward to it. Unbroken nation. You got a nation of people that are unbroken? We do. Yeah. The, unbroken. The journey is healing, man. Helping people overcome their stuckness in the places that they feel lost, hurt, like no one loves them, and build that bridge of self-love and helping people become the hero of their own story. But broken at some point. I think we're all broken at some point. A hundred percent. So... I'm going to flip the script on you because you're already in the oh, interview. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to get you. David, if, if you don't know David, <laughs> I'm is, not going to podcast you, bro. He's an incredible podcast host, interviewed some of the greatest minds in both business and personal development. And man, when we met, I don't know, what was it, six, eight months ago, maybe a little bit longer, you, you were very welcoming. You and I sat down, had a dinner. And I just remember thinking to myself, man, this guy has an incredible story. One that I think more people need to and should hear, even though maybe you don't look at it from that scale. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, look, know. Here, here it is, man. Here's my thought. You went from a very, what on the outside looking in, people would look at and go, yeah, he's kind of average life. Yeah. And now you have an extraordinary life. And that was the thing that made me feel like, man, I want to tell this yeah. guy's story. So why don't we start with this? Tell me something about you that I would need to know to understand how you got to where you are today. Um, my parents growing up, not my, not my parents, I, I won't say it that way, but the tone of my house was siloed, meaning we didn't really talk about how we felt about stuff. So it's almost like you got these four people in a house that are all in a bubble and we like whatever's in my bubble, I keep my bubble to myself. So I would see my, I could clearly see that my dad and mom was going through something. I could never pinpoint it. Or I'll come downstairs and my dad is like on the couch and it looks like he's waking up on the couch. But in my mind, I never really thought to ask, hey, dad, why are you on the couch? It's just what he does. He just, he's like sleeping on the couch. Maybe he likes sleeping on the couch. Maybe he watched TV and fell asleep. But I, I should have asked more questions, but in our house, we don't do it. Hmm. So um, that's one thing, I guess, uh, no one really knows about me. Dude, that's fascinating because if you look at who you are today, all you do is ask questions. I do. However, not, but I, I don't share necessarily how I feel and not because I don't want to share how I feel. I honestly don't think I have the tools to be vulnerable like that. Mm. So, yeah, I think a lot of those tools come in time. 
they come in self-awareness, they come in building self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the really difficult elements of the journey, especially for men as men sitting here and yeah. looking at this scope, I mean, you know, we're told, don't cry, don't be a baby, don't be a bitch, like show up, mm -hmm. put some dirt on it, get out here, make it work. And then you realize like that works until it doesn't, yeah, right? For sure. And then for you're sure. like, what is happening in my life? Mm -hmm. Growing up like that and looking at what what seeds have that planted in your life today that has actually served you? Because I think there's actually some power in being able to like oh, work 100%, through things, bro. right? My lifestyle, it serves me 100%, just not necessarily the people around me. Meaning I don't have high highs and I don't have low lows. I don't get too down in the dumps, but I also don't get too excited. And I don't get too excited because I know there's going to be a down season at some point. Mm. So I don't like celebrate the victory because I know we got to go through another season of wins and losses. I know it. Right. But that serves me because I don't, I don't get too disappointed because I don't put too much faith in anybody in any one person. I think me and my wife were having a conversation. And she said something like, and I think we're kind of like in one of those, are you married? No. Have you ever been married? No. It's an experience. But a lot of people who are listening to this are or have been. <laughs> it's an experience. And I love it. I love it. But uh, I think we're just kind of in one of the most, she's like, yo, seems like if I left, you wouldn't even care. And I would care. Well, would it bother me to the point of depression or would it bother me to where I can't think about anything else or would it really affect me emotionally? Probably not. That protects me, but it doesn't serve other people because I can be somewhat cold emotionally to people. Do you feel like, I understand that, like I actually do. And yeah. I think one of the biggest elements it's of, weird because oh, I'm very empathetic. Yeah, you know I mean? no, so. and, and you are, and you're a super amazing dude. And like, I think about my own journey and the same thing that served me. And then one day I sat and I realized, I'm like, maybe I'm missing the full capacity of the emotional journey of life. Maybe part of it is protected, right? And look, we protect ourselves as human beings. It's our first native tool. Yeah. Do whatever it requires to be safe. Yeah. But then the thing that I would question myself about is like, am I really missing the full depths of love, of hurt, of grief, of happiness, of joy, of, of sadness, right? Mm. Like, is there, is there an element of depth that you don't get a touch because of that, that harboring of like, I'm going to control, yeah. I'm going to keep cool, but then it serves you really well, especially yeah. in business. Is it over, is it overrated? Like, the fact, I want to cry. I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, cause I don't. It, it has to be like someone to die that's close to me and some sort of emotion hits me for me to cry. I was, I was interviewing B. Simone and she said, yeah, sometimes I wake up and I cry. And I'm like, dang, how you do? One of my boys was on stage one day. He starts telling this story. It's like a, about where he came from and, you know, like the, the fact that he's successful now and he really got emotional. I see this tear drop and I'm sitting there like, how you do that? I want to, I want to feel that sometime. I don't know how to though. Yeah. So it, it, in terms of like in a, in a therapist or anybody I talk to that's like kind of in that space, they say, well, you know, there's something wrong. You're harboring these feelings. And I'm like, well, is it overrated? Because it seems like the people who aren't harboring their feelings, they, they get hurt a lot. Yeah. Do I want to feel that? I'm cool with what's been going on <laughs> my life. 
So I don't know. It's an interesting conversation, though. Yeah, you know, there, there, there's an element to it that's stoic, right? Because you look at it, and if you look at the great stoic philosophers, if you look at really even some of the people that you and I have either interviewed or been yeah. mentored by, they control their emotions. And yeah. controlling your emotions, I believe, is the key to a success. Now, what I what I will say is success in what though? Get, well, that's the point, right? And okay. and that's the thing that I think about often because the hardest thing, and I've mentioned this on the show many times, and even being interviewed. The hardest thing that I've ever done in my life, David, is learn how to cry. And you know how to do it. Yeah. And tap into it and and to be able to step through it and and in that emotional capacity, like not judge myself. I wonder if there's a book. There, there might step. be. Dude, actually, you know, I, I read a book. How to cry. No, that's a great title for a book. <laughs> I read a book called Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock like a decade ago when I was like in the depths of this journey and it did open up things for me. But also on the other side, man, I look at it and I go, do you have to? Do you really have to? Right. I felt I did because like it was exploding out of me. Right. And I was like, if I don't do this, like I'm going to have a freaking breakdown. But you felt something trying to come out. Yeah, for sure. And look, and for some people, maybe they don't. Maybe it's not a necessity. But is something wrong with it? Is your question? Okay, is something wrong? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. There's a right or wrong. Me neither. But there's a there's a uh, a not psychiatrist. What is it? The thing that everybody gets these days. Uh, What's it's not a counselor. You're not a pop. It's popular. Have a therapist. Therapist. You have a therapist. Yes. Every therapist say, well. That means that there's something that you're you're suppressing and pushing down, and eventually you're going to explode. I'm like, ah, what if I just never explode? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because I actually love that. I've never had this level of conversation here about that, and I want to dive yeah. into this a little deeper. So, thank you. What's it? We're in agreement. Like maybe it serves you, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Who, who knows? No. Do you think that it hinders your life in any capacity? Like at a depth, like, like yeah. you love your wife, you love your kid. Like, like, do you feel like, because you're like, I don't necessarily have that level of emotional, ex- really, I guess, expression. Do you think it makes you stuck in any way? Uh, first answer, no. But a couple of years ago, my trainer, Zeus, he painted a picture for me with a few words that I was like, dang, maybe. This is a hindrance. What he said was, uh, he was asking me about my daughter. My daughter's 13 years old. And he said, there are going to be some places that your daughter goes emotionally that you are not going to go with her. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to reach that level with her. She's going to be in a real moment. And no matter how hard you try, because you don't have the tools, you'll never be able to like really get down in the dirt with her and feel what she's feeling. I'll encourage her to not feel that way or I'll try to comfort her somehow, but I'll still never be able to reach that emotional level that our mom's going to reach. And that was the first time I really thought, and I said, wow, there's going to come a day where emotionally uh, I just can't, I can't get there mm-hmm. and I won't be able to reach her. And now I have a two-year-old daughter and I have a nine-month-old son and they may not be me. I want to be able to reach them. I want to be able to fix it, but I may not have the tools. So that would be the, it, it hasn't hurt me just yet, but that would be, that's the only time I consider that answer to be a yes. Yeah. 
And you know, it's interesting about you. I, I would imagine that when that moment comes to pass, like you would find a way. Like you're maybe like, dude, to me, like you're a find a way kind of guy. Like, obviously we don't know each other extremely well, but I see the things that you've done, that you've built, that you've created yeah. and know like there's something that you're driven to. Maybe it's not even necessarily the word success that I'll use, but there's something that you're driven to so that you can reach these goals. Yeah, but maybe not though. You know what I mean? So I think the ability to find a way to figure out a problem is not the same as finding a way to reach a person. Sure. There's some people that you just won't reach. For sure. Through, you know, no matter how like you're encouraging and all that kind of stuff, like there are certain, certain levels. Me and my wife, there are certain things that we are never going to agree on because I'm thinking logically and I can't with my logical brain figure out why you don't see the solution to the problem. Yeah. Right. I resonate. But that's not a her issue. That's me because I can't get to the level of understanding exactly what I understand what she's saying. And I can repeat back to her what she's saying. But guess what she says? You don't get it. You know, what's interesting about that is like you're taking ownership in that, yeah. right? Which I think carries maybe even more weight than a lot of people who just brush over it because you, I, I think the cornerstone, and I'm curious about this, this is my opinion. I think the cornerstone to everything in life is know thyself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Why do you agree? Because at least you know how to handle you and manage you in all situations because you know what you have and what you don't have. You know what you can do and what you don't. And once you accept it, it's the people who don't know themselves. Like you have some friends, you know more about them than they know about themselves because they can't come to terms with who they are. They're only living in their mind who they want to be. So to blame everybody else for all the issues that are created in their life, when really the issue is them and they wouldn't have as many issues if they knew that about themselves. So I think 100% there are people that are trying to go out and do things that are within their own wheelhouse. I don't, I'm not that organized. I've accepted it. I'm not even necessarily trying to work on it. I work on my strengths and I cover my weaknesses. So I'm unorganized. Someone says, hey, David, I want to book you for a speaking gig. Call Kay. Kay's organized. That's my assistant. She'll do it. I'm not trying to work on my ability to remember and schedule. And I'm not trying to work on that. I know me and I know where I thrive and where I don't. How did you step into the path of knowing thyself? When, when I think about my own journey, it took some rock bottoms. It took some massive mistakes. It took destroying some businesses, destroying some relationships, messing up in a lot of ways, man, right? You know, I look at my life 13 years ago. I don't recognize that person. 350 pounds, two packs a day, drinking all the time, party dude, making million dollars and wasting it. And, and it, it like took disaster to know myself. How did you get to it? Um... I think I've always known me. Uh, I, I've I've never I never really had like that arrogance or pride to say I am the best person in this room. I just never had the desire to be that. Sure. And I think when you don't have that, it's almost like a uh, it could be borderline imposter syndrome, or it could be borderline. 
not knowing your worth, kind of. So if I know I'm not the best person in this room, I'm not the smartest, I'm not the quickest, I'm not the most successful, it allows me to be transparent and I take great pride in never being the best in a field, good and bad, good and bad. Because I have that, I know that there's some things I need to work on. So when someone tells me about myself, I'm not surprised. I know I'm not perfect, right? But I could probably reach some higher levels if I had a little more confidence in who I am. It's a, it's a, it's a line that we all dance. You know what I mean? So I think the fact that I never really had that arrogance of I have to be number one and me knowing that there's so many things I need to work on, that helps me understand myself better. Maybe. Or maybe it's just me, under, me creating a narrative of not knowing how awesome I really am. Who knows? Life is a, a, a journey and a class, bro. I'm still learning. Yeah. Same. I mean, I'm constantly learning. Like, yeah. And it's funny. Do you know who T.B. Jakes is? Of course. Right. So I'm, I'm sitting there. I was speaking at an event. He was at also. He gets on stage and he goes, uh, I never heard anyone say this before. He says, new levels, new devils. Right. And I was just like, he's so right. Because even in my journey, David, the Come deeper on, man, Biggie that said I that get, in the 90s. Man. More money, yeah, more problems. I mean, yeah, it's the same, same, but different, right? And, and I'm sitting, I'm looking at my life and, it, and it's weird. People go, he's the next Tony Robbins or he's the this or he's the that. I'm like, I don't want to be those people. But when I elevate, there's this mindset game that I have to play to rewire the conversation about the possibility, yeah. right? And I think that's the thing, like, that's my superpower because I've been able to stand in front of the moment of the decision that is required to become me where I'm like, I'm stepping into it. I don't know what's over here, man. This is terrifying. Right. This is crazy. St speaking in front of 10,000 people, writing a book, podcasting, hitting up David Chance, like that's scary. And it's yeah. like, do it anyway. Yeah. Is there an element of confidence that you've built in your life through that do it anyway mentality? And I want to create context around something really important. And, and I don't want to gloss over it. It's an important part of your journey. I mean, you went from working at Olive Garden, making 30 G's a year or whatever, to arguably being one of the best podcasters in the country right now, not to mention an incredible entrepreneur. You have an awesome circle. You coach people constantly. You have your amazing weekly group. You're doing something now on social that I absolutely love and you're helping and critiquing yeah. entrepreneurs yeah, yeah. and calling them out. <laughs> and it's like, but that wasn't David. Yeah. But I mean, let's not fool the audience into thinking that that wasn't a 12 year process. So I'm working at, I work at Applebee's and I work at Circuit City, then I work at Olive Garden. And then I get a job where I'm working simultaneously as a security guard at Olive Garden. Then I work at Cheesecake Factory, quit. Well, I got fired from Olive Garden. Then I quit the security job. And then I work at Cheesecake Factory for six years. The last two and a half years, I'm working Cheesecake Factory and I'm starting this t-shirt brand. Two and a half years later, I was able to quit my job and be full-time. I make six figures, but you know, as an entrepreneur, making six figures doesn't mean you get to make all the six. You don't get all of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm still making thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, even though I'm grossing six figures and it seems cool, but at least I'm making the same amount of money, but I'm improving my skill set. But then I open another kiosk and I open a store and then I write a book and then I lose the store another kiosk. And now I have this book. And now because I have the book right in my story, I start uh, teaching people all the stuff in the book and I start speaking. Then I start making YouTube videos. Then my man 
CJ put me on tour with ET because I'm this regular entrepreneur who has a good message. And I start speaking, making videos, doing small meetups. Then I do conferences. Then I'm doing a bigger conference. And that conference, I'm interviewing the people that were going to speak at the conference just as a way to sell more tickets to the conference. But then the second year of the conference, we have COVID, but I still like to interview. So I keep interviewing, keep interviewing, keep interviewing. And then COVID happens and people are in the house and they're watching more podcasts. At that time, there's not a whole lot of interviews of entrepreneurs or influencers. So I got lucky. I started interviewing people in a time where there wasn't a whole lot of interviews going on. So now, fast forward, not even fast forward. I'm this guy who has this big podcast, seven-figure career. Everybody loves it. But we can't act like it went from Olive Garden to that. For sure. There was a step. It, it, like, there hasn't been a, a quantum leap. That's why people are like, yo, how does it feel? It feels like it did yesterday. Mm. And the day before, and the week before, and the year before, because it was incremental growth. People think, oh, you went from Cheesecake Factory to Pocket. No, I didn't. It was, when I I left the Cheesecake Factory, I had nothing. I was broke. And then I started making all this money, and I'm still broke. Yeah. And then if you you accelerate your income, you can make a whole bunch of money. And it's almost like if you have a block. My daughter plays with these blocks. If you have a block, she can tilt it over, and it's not that big of a crash. But if you stack 20 blocks on top of each other, the wind blows wrong, it crashes. So people want to build this big building, but it's wobbly, it's, it's susceptible. It's, it's so easy to be knocked over. So that's why I tell people they really need to enjoy where they are right now and put one block on top of the next. And let's figure out how to manage going from one block to two blocks and two blocks to three blocks. And that's all I did. So you see 20, 20 story building, but if it started with one story, how do you feel when you went from one to two? The same, two to three, same, three to four. And that's how I built my career. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in those decisions, right? How, yeah. how do you handle the failures though? Right. Cause I, I think so many people. I didn't have any big failures. It's like. Yeah. But, but like the, the, the small nuanced moments where you're like, that didn't work. You know this as well as I do. Cause you coach entrepreneurs too. Yeah. Crushes people. Not real. You ever did an interview where. You do the whole interview, it's the best one you ever had, you realize something wasn't recorded? Oh, for sure. How do you handle it? Yeah, you just do it again. But, you, but sometimes you weren't crushed. You weren't crushed? Do you, okay, so maybe you and I are from the same cloth, but you don't, you don't feel like you've worked with people or coached people where they, you look at it the way that I do, and I go, just pick yourself up and do it again. But for them, they're like, this is the worst moment of my life. Well. Is, is failure for you? That's a lie, because... There have been worse moments in their life, I'm sure. I agree. And that's an emotional thing that I can't, I don't, I don't know. I, so if, if that happens and my da- daughter comes to me crying, I can console her and I'll relate with her. And I can share the stories on how I took a loss. But does she want to hear that? Maybe. But now there's a level I can't reach her because I don't understand I don't understand how you are this privileged. And the fact that um, you didn't get problem queen is the worst day of your life. I, I agree. You feel me? So that's one of those moments where we talked about earlier. I can't get there with you. So how do you handle failure? I, is it failure? I don't know. 
to me, it's lessons. A hundred percent. It is. Le- it's lessons. What is the alternative? How do you so, get to that moment then? Right. Gotcha. Um, I think you have more of them. <laughs> so I tell people to just go ahead and hurry up and fail. I agree. Just get it out the way. Cause then it, it doesn't hurt as much. The first time you lose a hundred dollars and that's your last hundred, it sucks. But it could be life altering for you. But if you, if you're just an irresponsible person, you're always losing a hundred dollars and you lost it three times. The third time doesn't hurt as much as the first. It's like, dang, I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. So I don't lose the money anymore. So you just, you, I, you just get through it. More failures. It helps you. Yeah. You're, you're. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Truth teller. One, one of the things that I appreciate about you, what you do, the way you communicate, honesty. It, it's a thing that I see in you because it's a thing in me. It's also a thing that, for whatever reason, rubs people a wrong way. You know, I don't know if you face that too. People are like, you're too honest. I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't think I've ever had that. How do you, like, what role does that play in your life? Like, why is that important to you? Why, like, what I'm always trying to get to is showing, finding the crux of what creates someone to be who they are. And, and, and I I get that vibe from you You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's something really important. Um, Telling the truth? Yeah. Give me the question again. Yeah. What role does honesty play in your life? Like, what does it mean? I don't know if it plays a big role. It's just, you should be honest. Because what's the alternative? Lying to people? What kind of person would you be walking around lying to everybody? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And maybe I'm not always the best truth teller. My wife just has a baby. And she said, I just had the baby. So we got baby weight. And turned to me and looked and said, I gained so much weight. What should I say? Oh, you have it. What should I say? I agree. Look, I, I, what I'm tracking. I should say. I think that you should be like, here's what I would say. Can I tell you what I would say? Please. I'm not in your head, so I have no yeah. idea. I would say, you did, but that was a part of the process. Yeah. So would, would someone hail me as being honest for giving that answer? No, it's, I think it's, I think it's the, the bare minimum of what you can do as a human is to be honest. Tell people. Why do entrepreneurs lie to themselves? 
when I started watching this new content that you're putting out, bro, I'm just, it's cringe, dude. It is so cringe. Cause you're Good. sitting here and you're watching Good. these people and you're like, this man's here to help you yeah. and you're lying to him. <laughs> what are you doing? Why do you want to? Here's the thing. I don't think they know that they're lying to themselves. They don't know. So the guy but says. what kind of person would they be? So the, the, they're, I would rather someone lie and not lie out of ignorance mm. than, than like be trying to cover something. And I think a lot of these people are just lying out of ignorance because in their mind, they're telling the truth. Guy says, I'm really motivated. This time, I'm never going to give up. I'm not going to quit on this business. Now, I know it's a high possibility that that's a lie. That's not the truth. But from their perspective, they're fed up with like without with starting and stopping and starting and stopping and getting up, giving up and quitting. They're fed up in that moment. But I know it's just going to take a little bit of time before you forget what you said in this emotional moment. Right. Here. So I don't think people are like intentionally lying to me. I think. And maybe somebody's not going to like this, but. The. Uh, when the the secret came out it creates a culture of liars of people to say everything's amazing everything's fine i'm going to be wealthy because in that video it showed that you can say it and if you say it often enough it's going to happen that's a lie the truth is and i got this from general he said uh people are really stuck on these affirmations but he said people need to affirm the truth i am broke I am lazy. Look at my track record. I am lazy. And once we get to that truth, we can do something about it. Mm. But if you keep telling yourself, I'm not lazy, I'm not lazy, I'm not lazy, you can't fix it because you're trying to affirm yourself. But in their, in their mind, someone told them that that's them being truthful. And it's a lie. Yeah. But it's not, they're not, they're not trying to do it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of those affirmations come because like, look, life is hard, man. You get it. I get it. But the line is you got to affirm. You got to, you got to like motivate yourself. Exactly. So it's just a lesson. I can't, I can't clearly define how to dance on this line. Cause I'm not telling people not to, I'm not saying don't use affirmations. I'm not saying don't do your vet, your best to speak it now because I tell people speak it, say it. But also don't lie. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. I'm not your guru. Yeah. But I, my goal sometimes is to create a conversation so you can have your own answers about the conversation and come to some sort of truth yourself. Yeah. And acknowledgement is the beginning of everything. Of course. Pe people ask me constantly, you know, to go in my healing journey to be where I'm at today. They always, almost every time I've been interviewed, people or people on the street or people when I'm doing a book signing, they go, how do you start? And I'm like, tell the truth to yourself. Bro, when I was 350, I wasn't sitting around in a 4XL t-shirt pretending I was on Baywatch. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but it, but, it was, but it was never acknowledging it. Walk past the mirror, just buy the next size shirt, buy the next size pants. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You still got a girl. It ain't the biggest deal. You still got your friends. Your health is okay. And then I was like, nah, dude, you're fat. Like, you're fat. Like, you're 100%. gross. And, and look, and I, I get it because it's different. And, and I do think that you have to have some element of kindness to yourself. I think kindness is everything in yeah. this journey. But I don't think you're being kind if you're lying to yourself. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
Yeah, and I, I know that there's no right or wrong, man. Even when I coach people, I don't give absolutes because I could be wrong in what I'm telling you. So if someone says, hey, man, how do I launch my podcast? I'm, I'm going to give you what I think to be true right now. But in the conversation, I'm going to let you know that you still have to come up with your own truth and how you're going to do it. I'm guiding. I'm giving you some information. Take what I say. Take the pieces that you like, the stuff that you don't like, throw it away. But you still gotta, you still gotta fashion your life the way you are going to do it. I think a lot of people get caught up in these coaches too, man, because coaches are telling you do A, B, and C. And when A, B, and C doesn't work, they feel like something's wrong with them, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, it's uh, people taking control of their life, identifying who they want to be, and you stop at nothing to become that. Not to have the car, have the car, or have the house, but become something. You know what I mean? Whether it's a truth teller or someone that's transparent or you want to lose a a bunch of weight. What was the shift for you? What do you mean? Like, all right, to to get to where you are now, there are, like, I'm assuming there are moments in your life where you were looking at it and you were probably unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. For sure. But a lot of people are unsatisfied. And even a lot of people will be unsatisfied and they'll tell themselves the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people will be unsatisfied, tell themselves the truth, get a coach, pay them money, yeah. sit there and do nothing. Yeah. You just said, like, I agree with Just go for it, man. Yeah. Just fuck it. Like, yeah. the worst that's going to happen, I'll go back to working at McDonald's or Chili's or Wendy's or Hollywood yeah. Video or, or the, the warehouse job or the security job. I, I can always go back. Yeah. But I was like, what if? So what drove, what drove you and then what drives you? Um, man, and this is, this goes down to another one of those, uh, moments where there's, there's my emotional, um, my emotional medium, my emotional like level, cause it's not a lot of things that drive me and I can't. How can I put it? Um, I always wanted to fix one thing. I just wanted to fix one thing. So when I got my job at the Cheesecake Factory, I realized that when I worked at Olive Garden, I was there about 10 months. And every other job that I've ever had, I've only been there about 10 months or less. I never had a job for a year. And then I started looking at my relationships. And I'm like, dang, I haven't been in a relationship longer than 10 months. Never been to the gym longer than 10 months. I've never done anything consistently longer than 10 months. I'm in these network marketing companies. I'm there about 10 months. And I told myself, it's not about getting wealthy right now. It's about staying at this job for at least a year. Because I want to tell myself that I can hold down a job for 12 months. The reason I keep leaving these jobs is because I get super inspired as an entrepreneur. And I'm getting all this personal development. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do my business on my own. I can't have no job. A job isn't for me. Well, when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, when I got the job, when I had this realization, I said, my goal here is not to quit my job as this entrepreneur that I've always been. My goal is to be here for at least a year. So I just wanted to fix one part of myself. Okay, I am nervous going to approach people. So I'm going to start working on this one part of my life for the next six, 12 months. 
I'm going to go into, I remember when I had my t-shirt brand, I had this box full of t-shirts and I'm sitting in the car pulling up at a barber shop and I want to go in that barber shop and I want to ask all of these barbers to buy my shirts, but I am nervous as all get out. I'm sitting in the car for a good 20 minutes before the bar. I'm, I can see the barbers cutting in there and I'm trying to visualize in my mind, I'm going to go in there, take these shirts, put it in the middle floor, say, hey, y'all, I got this t-shirt brand called Sleep is for Suckers, geared towards entrepreneurship. Anybody that's losing sleep, doing what they love, all y'all are barbers, y'all grinding, y'all hustling, you eat what you kill, y'all believe this lifestyle. I would like to sell you a shirt. Sounds really good in my head. Just couldn't get my feet to walk out of the car. That was one thing I had to work on. Okay, how do I get myself out the car in the barbershop and talk to these people? So I, I bring this box in and I say, okay, in my head, I drop it in the middle of the floor and say, hey, y'all, listen up. And I start talking to everybody. I said, well, that's not going to work for me. I go in and I say, well, who owns this shop? And typically it's that first barber or that's the manager or whatever. And I go talk to the manager and I'll tell them this amazing mess. Hey, man, I got this t-shirt brand, sleep is for suckers, get towards entrepreneurship. Anybody's losing sleep, don't they love you a barber? You eat what you kill. You grind it. You understand this message. And that barber will say, hey, y'all, y'all should rock with, uh, with my man. He got this thing going on. I had to work on that one element of myself. How do I figure out a way to get in front of people without being so nervous and worrying, wondering about what they're going to think of me? So to answer your question, it wasn't a whole lot of, it wasn't a whole lot of big life-changing moments. There was something about myself that I didn't like, that I had to work on. And typically it wasn't external, it was internal. What am I so afraid of these people? So yeah, they're just people. Uh, I wrote this morning that most people are dying a slow death of indecision. That's a fact. That's a fact. And it's like you being willing and me and the people who listen to this and the ones who change their lives, yeah. who go and build and create the dream. It's like, we're just making decisions. A hundred percent. But we're just making them faster than you. Yeah. yeah. Life is a series of decisions. And um, I believe our life, wherever we are right now, is a sum total of all of the decisions, big or small, that we've made up until now. If you go and talk to a homeless person downtown, you have a conversation with them, you'll be able to see that they're there because of some decisions. And I know someone's thinking, wow, that's so insensitive. You never know what could have happened in their life. But if you track, if you have a conversation of how they got here, you will see some decisions that put them there. Life doesn't do anything to us. It's how we respond to the decisions that we make. But wherever we are right now, good or bad, it's the sum total of all the decisions, big or small, that we've made along the way. Mm. I'm, I'm sitting here and I can't help. I'll give you context. Growing up without a father, no father figure, drug addict, gone ghost, stepdad, super abusive. None of the men in my life could care about me in any capacity. Same with my brothers. I, I learned literally from the streets. Being in the streets, slaying and doing what I had to do to survive, uh, taking a lot of like education from hip hop in the in the early '90s. Probably not your best right, thing right, to be right, studio. Right, right. And I, and I'm sitting here listening to you, and I go, "My God, this man's children are going to be gifted knowledge that is so powerful and beautiful 
that exponentially, generationally, and on a quantum level, he's changing the world in ways that he can't even understand because the impact will be so huge that he'll be dead and not be able to see it. Wow. And I just can't help but be like, damn, those kids are lucky. <laughs> and I'm hopefully, man. Thank you. And I'm and I'm wondering what lesson do you want them to learn from you? Own it. Everything that happens, own it. And your life, it was some total of all the decisions that you made. There's always going to be some decisions that are being made. We're not just, you just watch every decision. There's a million decisions that we make all day. Small, big, I'm looking at the Lyft app and one says pick up immediately in one minute. The Lyft will be there in a, in a minute. The one under that says uh, pick, wait a little bit, two minutes. And I saved like 80 cents. I made a decision to save the 80 cents. This is a decision. Like I could have just picked the first one. That's not a big decision, but for me, it's like rationale. A couple of times later, there was a time where it said, uh, pick up in three minutes, 20 bucks. Wait up to 15 minutes and it'd be 15 bucks. I had a little time. Let me wait. Maybe this is me being cheap. I did the wait 15 minutes. Car came in six minutes. Wow, say five minutes. It was a little decision that I made. Mm -hmm. And people don't look at that. Oh, well, it's just, I'm just, you're just picking an Uber. No, it's decisions. It's acknowledging the decisions. You say, can you do this podcast? I say, yes. It's a decision. Who knows where this is going to go? It's decisions. Mm -hmm. How do you trust yourself? Um, how do you trust yourself? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Are you asking me how do I trust myself? How do myself? you trust yourself as uh, David? I've been with myself for 38 years. <laughs> I know I'm not going to lie to me. So, I mean, I trust. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't trust the outcomes necessarily. Um, but I go with the decision. I trust the decision. The decision is going to work out good or bad, but if it works out bad, it's not going to be all bad. Cause I'll learn how to make a better decision later. You just, I mean, you, you, you do stuff long enough, man. And you start to take the lessons from life. Now, if you're not listening to the lessons of life and you're like being hurt over and over again by the decisions that you make, that's a possibility because you're not listening to the lessons that life gives you. But, um, I look at all the lessons. Sometimes they say, wait and say, wait and say, but I won't have to wait that long. It's just a lesson that I learned on the lift app. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I've been with me for 38 years, man. If, 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 if you've been with me for 38 years, we've been through ups, downs, trials, and tribulations. You trust me. Yeah. You got some people you trust, right? Yeah, for sure. You've been with them for a while. For sure. So that's a really good point. You, you should write a philosophy book. Like, you're, you're a fascinating human being, man. And I appreciate you greatly. Th well, thank thank you. you for popping over and doing Absolutely. this with me, man. It, it's it a good decision. World. I hope so. Thank you. Um, two things before we wrap up. One, you please tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. Social Proof Podcast. Go watch the Social Proof Podcast. Listen to the Social Proof Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And on Instagram at sleep is the number four suckers. S-U-C-K-E-R-S on Instagram. The value is unbelievable, man. Sometimes I just watch that stuff and I'm like, 
Oh man, there's a gold in here. Thank you. Whether or not you're an entrepreneur, whether or not, because it's just, even in this conversation, we're talking about nuance, little things. It's like, pay attention. Yeah. This one thing right here is the difference between everything you want yeah. and losing it all. Yeah, for sure. My last question for you. What does it mean to you to be unbroken? Impossible. Impossible. Everybody's broken. And uh, you just got to manage the broken, right? If you break your arm, you got to like acknowledge that it's broken and wrap it and take it to a doctor and treat it. I mean, we're all broken. Um, I think, I think you can be healed of something that is broken. Like if you break your arm, eventually the, the bones will come back together and they'll be stronger, but something else is going to be broken. There's always going to be something broken, whether it's in your business, your philosophy, a bone, a, a, a heart, whatever. If you know that um, things will, will always be broken, it helps you manage it. It's not a big surprise. Like things happen, bro. And again, this is an issue for me because I don't trust people. I trust me. But I well, let me not say I don't trust people. I trust people to be people. And when people, let's say when money's involved, people change. Yes. I don't trust anybody to not change when money comes. Or um, as you go through life and get experiences, I, I think I'm going through a situation right now where one of my friends, I believe, financial situation is changing. Seems as if he's changing. Maybe I could be off. I could be off, but I trust people to be people, which is why I can't trust people because they're unpredictable, bro. Of course, they're unpredictable. It might be somebody, it might be somebody that says that I said something bad about you, and you trust the person that it comes from, and you have an inclination to feel a way about me whether you like it or not. And then throughout your life, you'll be realizing, yo, well, he does have the tendency to say that. But I expect that. I expect you to jump to conclusions to believe something that someone said about you, that someone said that I said. And if you're the type of person that like I am, I just won't talk to you anymore. I get offended and I'm like, oh, well, that person said something about me. Mm -hmm. That's how every fight in school starts. You know what I mean? Someone said something about me and don't let it be a bunch of girls around. Oh my gosh, you are going to approach me in a way that you wouldn't normally approach me. And you're going to jump to conclusions because there's an audience now. Mm. Oh, I don't trust humans, bro. But, it, it, but the cool thing is when a human disappoints me, I'm not that disappointed because I didn't trust you anyway. Which sucks though, because I should be able to trust my wife and my best friend and my kids and all that kind of stuff is just, man, so, something's always going to be broken, bro. Uh, you got to expect it. And when things break down, uh, it doesn't kill you. It's like, oh, it's just another thing that happens in life. Yeah. And what's fascinating is sometimes those barriers are things that people, because as the mental health coach over here, I can, yeah. like, I can dissect your whole life from everything you just said. <laughs> but then I look at it and I go, are you happy? Yeah. Are you healthy? Do you love your family? Are you good? Yeah. Do you take care of the people? You take care of people. I hear things about you in the streets. You take care of people. 100%. I know about David. 100%. Right? 
And so maybe that trust thing is different. Maybe it's a fear. And bro, I, it's listen, like, right. I show so much love to people. You do. But the reason I do it isn't because I think the person won't hurt me. I help people because I help people. That's what I do. I'm not helping you so that you'll have a favor for me later. For sure. I kind of expect that me to help you right now. And then when you get on top of the mountain, I kind of expect for you to forget about me helping you two years ago. I kind of expect that. So that when you don't help me, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. It's just, that's what humans do. I think there, there's a, a small quote I teach all my clients. Mm -hmm. Life is going to life. A hundred percent. And the thing in that, you're going to have the good, you're going to have the bad, yep. you're going to have the middle. Most of it's the middle. Like most of life is <laughs> the middle, sure. right? And For I'm just sure. like, if you're, if you can just recognize that if you remove expectation from everyone other than you, sure. the only variable you actually have 100%. control of, you will find something really special. Yep. And it's called peace. Yes. When you stop expecting other things from people, you... You get a certain level of peace. I was actually talking to my friends like, yo, man, my wife is this and that. And I can't believe because she's not as personally developed or he's talking to me about his wife. Like, yo, she's not. She's like lazy. The real question is. Why does that bother you so much? I've come to discover, David, <laughs> I am both the cause and the solution uh, of all of my problem. A hundred percent. Brother, thank it's, you so much for man, being here. Thank you. It means the world. Unbroken Nation, thank you guys for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. I'm on Instagram at Michael Unbroken. And remember, every time you share this, you're helping other people transform their trauma to triumph, breakdowns to breakthroughs, and helping them become the hero of their own story. Until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Mm -hmm.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.